Good morning, everybody. Special guest in the car this morning, Ethan Corbett. We're going to be talking about when it's time to change your system and when it's time to stick to it. Find out today on Caleb's Commute. All right, hello and welcome. We are here live. I normally record this on the way to work, but this morning it just so happened that me and one of my coworkers and good friends showed up at the exact same time. Everyone say hello to Ethan Corbett. Ethan, what's up, man? You what's up, guys? Change. Glad to be on here. Yeah, you don't have to change it. We're working with this. You don't have to change mics. You can just hold it. Okay, um, cool. No, it can just stay there. Awesome. We're working through it. This is the first time we've ever done a... Uh, special guest but anyway um ethan and i talk uh, at least two or three times a week at least yeah on just all kinds of leadership principles things we're learning um things that i've seen that he hasn't things he's seen that i haven't and so um uh, thought he'd be a good addition to the podcast this morning and so caleb's commute is actually although it is still in my 2001 toyota corolla aka the bog monster we are sitting still in the parking lot before we head into work so let's get into it. Uh, Ethan, do you have any systems that you currently operate on for a weekly basis? Yeah, I have like all kinds of systems that I have to go through. I do, I do a list okay. every morning. I have to write down everything that I'm doing. And sometimes just to get out of, you know, the monotony of it, I have to throw in a kink to the system, you know. Okay. I look for little little things that I can do a little bit differently. For variety, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, you got to have some variety or the day just gets boring. So give us an example of what that, what what's something that would add variety to your day to keep you from just having a list full of to-dos every single day? All right, well, I've been running uh, the social media account here for our kids program. Okay. So one of the things that I do is I just look for little ways to improve that. So it may not be on my to-do list, but like I'll do a video. I'll throw a video edit in there and I'll just go with that i'll work on sure. that for 30 minutes just spice things up a little bit yeah just just change my day completely around because i've thought of this way to reach more people and help connect them to god and okay other things like that okay and so when you say doing video edits or things like that that's not something that you typically do as part of your job is that correct it's not but i'm always looking to learn Sure. So you, so essentially, you're saying that you look for an opportunity to do something outside of your wheelhouse or comfort right. zone um, that adds value to whatever you're doing. That's right. Just because the, the skill set isn't something that you would usually use in your ministry doesn't mean that you can't learn it. Yeah. Because you can always use those skills for something. Yeah. And so you guys have heard him drop a couple of words already. He is um, working with our kids program here at a local church in Florence, Alabama. So that's what he's referencing. Uh, if you've heard him say a few things, that's kind of what he's talking about, just to help you have some context. But yeah, that's good. I think um, I think I look for ways, and maybe sometimes even too many times, I will look for things outside of my wheelhouse. Um, I don't know if it's a gift or a curse, but I kind of seek those uncomfortable moments. Uh, because I really do believe that we grow the most when we're uncomfortable. Would you agree with that? I do agree with that. you uh, got to go outside the comfort zone. Yeah, and I'm not going to say that it's f- always fun or easy. Uh, that's that's definitely not what I'm saying, but especially if you want to continue to grow and, and see progress in whatever area you're focused on, uh, that's that's a good way to do it. So that's a, that's a good way to start this morning. What else? Let's talk about um, have you had a system that 
you had to get rid of or completely revamp? You got anything like that? Oh, let's see. Because I can think of times where I may have implemented a system and then outgrown it, or I realized that I was not ready for something so large yet. Have you ever had anything like that? I think the the most systems that I had to get rid of were like, I would come up with this really cool system or something like that, something that I really wanted to implement. Hmm. And then when I actually went to implement it, it was taking up more time than it would have been if I just did what I used to do. Yeah. So I had to take it and just yeah. throw it out and then yeah. let's go back to the drawing board. Yep. And I've had things personally where I thought, you know, it was fancier, it looked better, it seemed like it would be more efficient on this guy coming through the parking lot. He was he was going so fast. I know this is a podcast, so it's audio only, but if you had the visual for what we just saw, that was pretty intense. A guy was coming through here like it was an Indy car race. But anyway, um, yeah, so I've, I've tried to implement uh, systems that may have looked better from the outside, but what I've found, and maybe you're the same, Ethan, is just that if I don't use it, then it doesn't matter how good it looks. I have to find things that are practical for me. I know that it's not very common for someone my age. I'm 28 years old, typical millennial, uh, outside of the fact that I still love paper and pen. And so I'm not sure how big that market is still or how how many people still like to use um, an actual pen and paper. Uh, but that's something that works for me. I really like to uh, to see it, to write it, to feel it. It just helps me connect with whatever I'm doing better. So I learned that from you. I was, I was doing all my to-do list on my phone and stuff. And yeah. Most of the time I forget it was in there. And then I yes. noticed that you did it on your paper. And I'm like, there it is. It's sitting on my desk. I come in and I see it. I don't yeah. have to pull my phone out and look for it. And that's, there's something to be, for me, there's something to being able to see it when I get to cross it off or to visualize right. the amount of space it takes up on the paper. Um, that helps me. So that's just a couple of systems. Now, as far as writing goes, uh, as you know, I've been writing this novel, the first of a three-part series, I believe, um, The Adventures of Odwin Lumen. And I have had to change my system several times very quickly to be able to have any bit of productivity. And um, just this morning I was writing and realized that I'm going to start focusing on one chapter at a time. And typically for a book this length, chapter lengths are going to be about 3,000 to 5,000 words each. And so instead of thinking about a 50, 60, 70,000 word novel, I've had to start thinking about having a 3,000 to 5,000 word essay. Yeah. do just a just a story and I know what all my chapter titles are so um, and I think the principle for that is of course how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time you know how do you take the journey of a thousand miles single step you know all the old cliches but it when you find context within whatever you're trying to do it, it makes a big difference so for me that's what I'm learning right now is that um, the age-old cliche of just one step at a time or one bite at a time or whatever you've heard, it's so true because uh, I noticed that I was much more enthused, much more uh, excited to write this morning because I could see the finish line. And so, um, Ethan, what are, what are some ways, if any, you've been able to help yourself see finish lines in your life? Have you been able to give yourself goals that you can actually visualize or see the end of that's good yeah so i've actually talked with you about setting goals here lately and i've set a huge goal and i've been working towards it hard Mm -hmm. but i like what you said about you know one mile at a time and all that yep 
because I ran cross country That's in right. high school, and our thing was like, no matter what the race is, no matter how many miles you're running in the race, you always focus on the mile you're in. You always mm-hmm. focus on the pace that you're running for that one, get to the pace that you need to run, and then you go on to the next one. You don't mm-hmm. think about the finish line, you think about where you're at, the mile that you're on, and you just keep going with it. That's how you end up running your best races, and that's how you get to the goal that you've set. So as a runner, are there times where maybe you've been running and your mind has wandered to, uh, you said you try to stay focused on the current mile. Is there have, have there been times where you've lost focus of that? And if so, how do you regain your focus? So losing focus in a race is sort of like, if you're running the mile and you start focusing on the finish line, usually you're going to end up picking up your pace thinking that you're going to haul tail and you're going to finish this race in a certain time and that always messes up the mile that you're in Hmm. so you have to sort of take this little deep breath regain your focus step back a little bit and be like i need to run the pace that i'm running right now right and then i I can go faster the next mile Hmm. but i need to stick to the pace that i'm at right now until i finish this mile that's good so if i'm picking up what you're putting down here you're essentially saying that if we lose focus of what we're doing right now and we begin to think too far ahead then essentially we're going to fatigue ourselves where we are now and ruin the chance of being able to finish in any fashion that we had imagined absolutely yeah that's great i think uh, so many times we overestimate what we can do um in the short term and we underestimate what we can do in the long term I just, uh, I've seen that play out in my life several times, and it goes right along with what you're saying is, you know, to focus on what we're doing now prepares us to be able to complete in the fashion that we've intended. Would you agree with that? I agree with that. Yeah, that's pretty strong. It's pretty strong. So, I guess, uh, you know, that's just a a couple of quick takes on systems from uh, me and Ethan on totally different spectrums, working on a lot of different things. Uh, We have some areas of our lives that overlap, but a lot of different areas and backgrounds. But you can see how those those structures and those systems kind of come into play regardless of what you're trying to accomplish in life. So hopefully some of this was helpful for you and you were able to see, uh, you know, sometimes it's good to revamp a system. Sometimes it's good to stick with a system. But it's almost always a good idea to just stay focused on what's right in front of you Focus on the task at hand so that you'll be able to complete whatever goal it is that you've laid out in front of yourself. Any uh, parting words before we go, Ethan? Just set your goal, know what it is, and run the pace. Run the pace. Yeah. Focus on where you're at, and you'll get to the finish line. That's it. That's great. Well, thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, As always, guys, this has been Caleb's Commute. This is my journey on becoming an independent author. I really appreciate you guys taking the time uh, to check out the podcast. And if you enjoyed it, then of course, you know, I'd love for you to share it with your friends or spread the word. But as always, let's find a way to make the world a better place and let the adventure begin.